I got two numbers I need before we get to the uh, the bulk of this segment. Yes, sir. You'll have to look them up, I suppose, Sean. Um, what's the line on the Super Bowl currently? Mm, I had predicted that it would uh, get a little bigger to draw more money to the Pats. You did predict that? Yes. And I also want to know what GameStop Not the Pats. Stock he, the, is Brady currently. doesn't play for the Pats anymore. No, Patriots I, suck! Well, yes, but I so associate Tom Brady with the Patriots. Yeah, of course, he's a uh, he's a Buccaneer now. Uh, line has moved half a point. Kansas City now favored by three. That's a pretty close game. Mm. That'll be exciting, I hope. Yeah, well, it is a home game for Tampa Bay for the first time in Super this Bowl This is actually a, f- a three-point game with those two quarterbacks. That'll be great. Jack, the discussion of Tom Brady going from a Patriot to a Buccaneer reminds me of the role that privateers played in the American Revolution, interfering with the British fleet. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's the GameStop stock at currently? Uh, GameStop is currently down to... Wait, where did it go? Um, uh, 284. It's down about... seven. It was down about... Sell! It was down 50% earlier today. Uh, been down most of the day after it reached 400 earlier as many brokerages and accounts that people use for trading have frozen the bond, the ability to buy these. You can only sell uh, all the stocks that you're hearing about. And is that okay after several days of this, you know? Seems like it's not. Um, a, lot of, a lot of government officials and Congress people now uh, kind of... I, I feel like there's going to be a hearing within a week or so about about this. I just... And I'm, I'm so a novice on this. I just don't understand why you get to step in and stop things when it's going against the big guys. Well, <laughs> but the little guys get screwed freaking all the time. Well, you know perfectly well why it's happening. And it is happening the way you described it. Hmm. You can't mess with the scam. These guys make old Jeffrey Epstein look like a, a guy delivering Chinese food to Jeffrey Epstein. These hedge fund guys. The idea that the guys with gazillions of dollars never get together and drive up stocks and short and all that sort of stuff is hilarious. I know it. But a group of Reddit users do it, and we got to step in and stop this. This is not working out as planned. Yeah, you can plan those things, but it has to be at a Hamptons cocktail party. It can't be on a publicly viewable Internet forum. You know, if I were to say anything in defense of the regulators who are stepping in... I it, dare you. It, it, <laughs> and I say it without sympathy. Uh, it's that an enormous new force, unexpected, unforeseen has been unleashed on the market. Yeah, I'll tell you, oh, 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 I'm boiling over this sort of thing. Yeah, something unforeseen happened to me in 2008 when my, or I was five, when my house, yeah. house all of a sudden was worth a half as much. You know, the people at the top, I almost dropped an F-bomb. Oh, the people at the it. top effing knew it. So they protected themselves and the ones that didn't got bailed out by the government. Did I get my hundreds of thousands of dollars that I lost back by anybody when nope. they knew what was going on and I didn't? No, I did not. Something unforeseen happened to me yep. and millions of people and nobody freaking cared. Mm-hmm. So I have zero sympathy. Right. My only point, if you're through with your ranting, and it r- was righteous as can be. I might I might be, because it hurt my throat. Is that, ah, uh, <laughs> and, and I was gesturing wildly and hit my microphone stand and, and bruised my neck. Everybody needs to calm down. Shut up! <laughs> um, That's what you the, say that, after you yell. Yeah, exactly. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> that massive, new, unanticipated force being exerted on the market, in this case, feels good. Because it's really screwing some of the fat cats who've ripped this all off and gotten insanely rich and own the government. Overweight but, cats. But that, <laughs> but that massive force might also screw things up 
badly. You, j- you just don't know yet. It's like the Internet has enabled millions of people who want to sex up children around the world to convince each other you're normal. It's actually a beautiful thing. But th- th- these people weren't picking stocks out of uh, some vague sense of nostalgia or randomly out of a bucket. They they identified uh, an, explo- an exploitative area of the market where these companies were overshorted, right. and they forced these hedge funds' hands to cover their shorts to the benefit of the, the little guy. Oh, I understand that completely. And imagine that that were happening in an old western town, okay? That sort of thing. And the Lone Ranger rode into town, that's the, the Reddit subgroup, and he mowed all the bad guys down with an anti-aircraft gun. And it's 1850. <laughs> now, if I'm the sheriff of that town, I'm saying, well, I'm sure glad to have them short seller rustlers no longer in the picture. On the other hand, now I've got a guy with an anti-aircraft gun in town. <laughs> and, by the way, what the hell's an aircraft? <laughs> so, again, it's a massive force. We don't know where it's going to be trained next or in what way. And the uh, the masters of the universe, as these Wall Street guys like to call themselves, which ought to be enough to earn them a spot in hell alone, but uh, they will figure out what to do with it, and they'll use it for real. So, anyway, that's probably enough of that, since it's all the unknown. This is why I collect antiques for my retirement. There you go. That's that's nice, Michael. Figurines, a nice uh, fairy figurine over do, there. Do you want to hear a, a quick uh, clip of somebody smarter than us talking about it? Yeah, uh, go ahead. Uh, who, who is it? This guy, uh, Chamath. Uh, oh. what, what's his, uh, his last name? Paula That guy. He was on uh, CNBC yesterday. The Can you imagine if his trading. son uh, married uh, Troy Palomalu's uh, daughter? What would their names be? Uh, her name would be Cynthia Palahapataya Palomalu. <laughs> Well, congratulations! And it take her like fifteen minutes to sign her name at a bank. I couldn't. I'm almost done. I couldn't say that at a tenth <laughs> that speed if I practiced all day. I just my lips don't work that way. All right, Sean, you're playing us a clip, I believe. The way that they're trading, there, there's no fundamental reason why they're there. They're trading because there's this momentum cohort behind it, whether it's on Reddit or Robinhood or wherever else. But why, but Scott, why, why is that all of a sudden so wrong to you, this kind of momentum trading? Because, for example, if you look under the hood on every quant strategy, organized, quantitative, strategic hedge funds on Wall Street, those things are all momentum shops. They trade day over day, massively levered, small swings. So basically what you're saying is, hey, if retail runs a momentum play to squeeze a short, that's wrong. But, hey, if Renaissance Technologies and somebody else does it, that's okay. There you go. There's a little fancier way of expressing what Jack was ranting about, but but they're both right. I think it's really interesting that some of the, the, the smartest people in finance are, <laughs> are having these kind of conversations because it's so new and so big and so possibly disrupting. It's really interesting. Well, and they're trying to explain it to the news anchors whose jaws are square and teeth are white, but uh, really don't know (laughs) nothing about nothing. We could get to what QAnon people think now that the whole thing didn't happen, but we really need to get to the ongoing story of the day. It is our jihad, the evil, evil and mighty teachers unions who are sacrificing our little kids at the altar of their greed. That's a good story. Yep. And we're doing that next? Let's do that next. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. You're a bunch of cowards hiding behind our children as an excuse for keeping schools closed. You think you're some sort of martyrs because of the decisions you're making when the statistics do not lie that the vast majority of the population is not at risk from this virus. The garbage workers who pick up my freaking trash risk their lives every day more than anyone in this school system. Figure it out or get off the podium because you know what? There are people like me and a line of other people out there who will gladly take your seat and figure it out. It's not a high bar. Raise the freaking bar. Oh, that level of anger about keeping the schools closed, perfectly warranted. Uh, we needed more of that earlier. I want to see more of that across the country. That is absolutely warranted. That is a gentleman from Loudon, Virginia, who understands. Loudon, indeed. Hmm? Loud? Not the uh-huh. time, oh. Sean. Um, uh, who understands that the children are being sacrificed to the greed of the teachers' unions who are holding out and refusing to return to school. Thousands of schools are open and fine. Yeah. Thousands of. The CDC, the Biden administration, says it's safe. Well, it was a lie from the beginning, and a lot of it. A lot of us suspected it was, even before we had the data. We suspected that, hey, how come they can be open at Home Depot or some restaurants are open or a variety of other businesses are open, but schools can't be? I mean, why isn't that an essential business? You know, that that that, that started way back in, like, April. Right. Um, then the data started coming out, making it clear that, no, no, schools are, schools are safe. It's not a problem, really, so... Uh, any concerns, but they continue to go with that. What that guy mentioned right there, you act like you're some sort of martyrs for protecting the children by keeping the schools closed. Right. Liars. You know, now I honestly, I rarely say, how do you sleep at night and mean it? I actually wonder that about some of these, um, People in the teachers' unions and teachers and former teachers, stuff like that. How do you honestly sleep at night knowing you're keeping kids out of school? They're suicidal. You're affecting their lives forever with a lack of education because you're trying to strong arm for more money. How do you sleep at night? I think they become militant. They convince themselves of the rightness. They surround themselves in a bubble and are never challenged. Let's turn to Chicago. Clip number 30, a report on the situation there, similar. The standoff continues over Chicago public schools. Thousands of students are expected to attend in-person classes on Monday for the first time in 11 months. But the teachers' union is defying the district's orders, threatening not to show up and to go on strike. They say the school district's safety plan doesn't go far enough. The union is demanding that teachers be vaccinated before in-person learning resumes. Ahead of the next round of negotiations, Mayor Lori Lightfoot is asking teachers to speak up and force the union to change its tone. We need you to work with us. We need to talk to your leadership. Because we can't get there unless we get there together. We could look to California as well. Got this note. Uh, Anonymous, I teach at a small high school. Uh, We are our own district. We're planning on opening Monday. Students come Monday, Wednesday, or Tuesday, Thursday. Almost all teachers, staff, students, and parents want students back on campus. We're in a county with the rest of the schools in a single large district, okay? So you have two districts in this county, one this little one, and then the big one. They were planning on opening Monday as well until a California Teachers Association showed up with their lawyers telling the district, if you open, 
you leave yourself and any individuals making the decision open to liability. There are enough teachers in that district who support CTA that this view is supported, and that big district back down, and they're going to sacrifice the little children some more. Again, I get to how do you sleep at night? How do you honestly rationalize in your mind making kids suicidal for your political gain? Well, it's uh, that's an absolutely legitimate question, but the idea of shaming these people into doing the right thing is, uh, is well, it's just not going to happen. They need to be torn down. Fire every single teacher who doesn't show up for school Monday. Okay, but Every single damn one of them. I agree with that. Fire them. You get, there, there's no choice. There, there's no other way to handle it. Um, you're a taxpayer. You deserve your kid being provided an education by the government because you're paying taxes. They're not providing it. There's no excuse for not providing it. you got to fire everybody. And if you want to hire, rehire the teachers that want to teach, absolutely fine. They should be uh, have first shot at their own class. But you got to fire him. Got to do that. Absolutely have to do that. I, I hope that's what happens in Chicago. So the Biden administration, whose own CDC says open the schools, his chief of staff was asked about uh, this whole question. Clip number 35, Ron Klain. Listen to this crap. Dr. Anthony Fauci again reiterated that study after study has found that schools do not pose a high risk for transmitting the virus and can reopen safely when safety protocols are followed. But last night, President Biden's chief of staff suggested teachers unions are right to refuse returning to the classroom until they've been vaccinated and until Congress approves Biden's $130 billion plan to help schools reopen. I don't think unions are overruling studies. I think what you're seeing is schools that haven't made the investments to keep the students safe. And we as a country should make the investments to make it safe. You mean investments like uh, some hand sanitizer, sliding the desks apart? And telling and, the kids you ought to wear a mask. And buying one of those thermometers at uh, Target. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's extortion. He uses fancy words and pretty words. It's extortion. So, um, back to the you can't shame these people when they sleep well at night, even though they're punishing children. Uh, do they not believe the studies, or do they not hear them, or do they just compartmentalize that, or what? I think some of the teachers honestly believe it's more dangerous than is being said. Well, we did have that stat the other day that, like, the average person in their 30s thinks it's 80 times more deadly than it actually is. For them, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, that's something. So you have that. Uh, then you have the uh, the hardcore union loyalists. who They just won't even listen to any argument that suggests their union is in the wrong. There's plenty of that, too. Well, you got to fire everybody. There's no choice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, set a deadline and fire them. But, you know, that uh, that righteous parent in Loudoun, Virginia, who was shouting at them, these school boards who sit there, they're afraid of the unions. They feel like they have to deal with them because they're so powerful. It's like the whole China thing. Uh, when Trump confronted China, so much of the diplomatic world went crazy. You can't do that. You, we got to stay on their good side. Don't make them angry. Oh, my God, they're too powerful. And Trump did confront him. And now everybody's come around to the fact, including Biden and his new uh, uh, Secretary of State, Blinken, who seems like a good enough egg, I guess, um, saying, yeah, 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 China's evil. We have to confront them. Um, It may take a while before the whole teachers are heroes. 
thing fades enough in people's minds or they become aware. Yeah, well, teachers ain't teachers unions. And teachers who are going along with their teachers unions who are doing overt, unmistakable evil are definitely not heroes. Well, and it doesn't matter if you're a hero or not. You're not teaching the kid for whatever reason, and we got to come up with a way to make that happen. And I don't think of any other way to do it. You know, that's a great bottom line. It's non-negotiable. We pay heavy freaking taxes, speaking for myself, uh, to have the kids in school. They're not in school. Get them in school. And then at the school board meeting in San Francisco the other night, not a word about getting the schools open, but two hours of discussion about taking Washington, Jefferson, and Lincoln's names off of the schools. Right. Right. It's hard to imagine people are fleeing the Bay Area and Cal Unicornia. I assume you got on the school board because you care about kids. They're not in school. Or you like power. I don't know. Weird, man. I hate these people. It's hard That's to... hate speech right there. Unmistakable. <laughs> I hate, I these hate you <laughs> is hate speech. I admit it. I don't know. It's a fine line. But no, no, this is hate speech. I hate you. Yeah. Well, Deeply. No violence, folks, ever. Oh, of course Never. Not. But get these people out of their jobs. Fire them. Kick them off the board. End this crap. Armstrong and Getty. The moment you bring a gun onto the House floor in violation of rules, you put everyone around you in danger. And it is absolutely outrageous that we even have to have this conversation. It's outrageous. Absolutely outrageous, said the leader of America's narcissism party, the fastest growing party in the country. Even on the House floor, surrounded by other elected members of Congress, democratically elected, Sandy Cortez did not feel safe. And that, my friends, is why we need tens of thousands of armed federal troops right outside her office tonight so that Sandy Cortez can finally, for once, take a breath and get back to the vital business of making perky Instagram videos about herself. The business of the people. It must go on. (laughs) Now, that's dismissive. I won't have it. Uh, Side note, um, I did read a piece about how many people coming into Congress now feel their only job is um, like being an influencer, really. And legislation doesn't factor in at all. It's about, Hmm. uh, you know, coming up with clever things to say in committee meetings that are on TV or having videos that go viral or whatever. And it's being an influencer, it's, which clearly is true, whether it's Matt Gates or, uh, or, or, or AOC. They don't think about legislation. They're not legislators. They're, they're influencers for their point of, point of view. It's like being a Kardashian or something. It's just yeah. that your brand is not you know, selling a, a skin cream. It's selling being a Republican or a, a Trump supporter or a Democrat. An ideological Kardashian. Yeah. That's I what could, the, all the new young people are about. They they don't even think about legislation. Well, they ought to think about it a little bit, but I see their point. I mean, since the job of every politician is to keep their job, well, and it's that's become, probably the way to do it. And it's become a TV show, more or less. And a tribal thing. Nobody yeah. gives a damn about the actual legislating. Wow, that's interesting. Anyway, that aside. Speaking of Sandy Cortez, uh, let's see. She Ah, uh, oh, there. Clip 20, Sean. 
in the House Republican caucus, Kevin McCarthy answers to these QAnon members of Congress, not the other way around. Okay, so she's uh, making the argument that the Q branch of Congress, which is tiny, uh, is running the show. That's ridiculous. But it does remind me uh, of something I read about. So the whole QAnon thing, it was uh, uh, allegedly, and we got some emails from this one dude right at the beginning of it, saying, hey, there's this guy who's blowing the whistle. He's anonymous, but he's saying what's going to happen in Zabadu. And I thought, wow, okay, you know, we have plenty of whistleblowers who contact the show and 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 they're right, and they reveal really interesting, good stuff. So I was intrigued. I, I followed along with it, and it, I think by the first twist and or turn, it became clear to me it was ridiculous. And so I said, leave me alone with this crap. <laughs> uh, because I have a pretty good skepticism gene, and it's become clear to me that it's not just yes or no. It's like a scale of one to five. You're either extremely skeptical or extremely gullible. And I was reading about how – actually, let me just quote this uh, this – piece by Drew Harwell, who we've had on the show before from the WAPO. Tiffany, an Oklahoma mother of two, uh, had expected more arrests. A believer in QAnon, the sprawling set of conspiracy theories that alleges former President Donald Trump is at war with a world-shaping cabal of child-trafficking Satanists, she said she was shocked when inauguration came uh, and went without any of the mass military roundups of Trump's enemies that Q, the movement's prophet, had promised all along. I mean, if you believe that at all, you have a problem. Mm-hmm. But after it didn't happen, if you're like Tiffany, you have a serious problem. But after a night of processing the day's events by reading QAnon promoters' posts, she said she believes that everything is still humming along according to plan and that Trump's election loss was all part of Q's master strategy to expose the evildoers who corrupted the vote. Things have just started, said Tiffany, who spoke on the condition she'd be identified only by her first name for fear of harassment, which was probably appropriate. Yeah, They had to commit the crime to fully lock the deal. So Trump let himself lose, and he canceled the mass arrests to make sure it was clear the crime. Now, so are there 10 people who believe that? A hundred, a hundred thousand, a million, a hundred, you know, I don't know how, I've got the slightest idea of the scale here. Well, and, and it's tough to get a hold of, too. I mean, because it's not like the the government or anybody's running a, uh, a census of these people. But I remember in the wake of the inauguration, there were a hell of a lot of them who said, all right, I got duped. This is stupid. Quit lying. Well, Alex Jones, mm-hmm. we played that clip. Um, a, a I don't know if he people. ever got duped. I think Alex Jones might have just been going along with it, but then he realized they were dangerous. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point, yeah. Um, but there are a fair number of people who got dragged along with this who realized they'd been had uh, and, and vaulted out of it, but you got this hard, hard core that is inventing new, bizarre, non-rational rationales in their mind for why, no, 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 it's still going on, and the mastermind is still behind it. Uh, That number's got to be fairly small, doesn't it? You would hope. I would hope. You would hope. Um, And then Drew Harwell points out, Hunan believers are not monolithic. While some subscribe to the most extreme beliefs that Trump is waging war against a deep state cabal of powerful Satanists who drank children's blood, others adhere only to its basic tenets. It sounds sensible on it, you know, when you say it like that. Yeah, I know. Some... Adhere only to the basic tenets, which preach a deep distrust of Trump's political and media antagonists, which is deserved, and outline how a secret worldwide system of oppression has been built to keep Trump supporters down. That's kind of a dramatic way to put it. 
But, uh, yeah, there are plenty of organized, uh, you know, organizations. That's some good writing, Joe. Uh, and, you know, groups and governments and the rest of it who wanted Trump out of office as quickly as possible. I mean, that's undeniable. And they say what's dangerous about this is, as the QAnon thing fragments, a lot of these hardcore believers um, are being targeted by other extremist groups. Because, obviously, they can be convinced of about anything. And they're, they're rife for whatever, you know, hardcore, na- nasty right wingy group might come hunting for them. So, um, I almost feel like whoever started this whole Q thing was like in a bet with a buddy to see how far they could go and get people to believe it. Because if I was trying to start something like this, I wouldn't go so far as to it's a worldwide pedophile ring. Right. Drinking children's blood. Because that's pretty crazy. Yeah, um, that there are a bunch of, you know, people involved in some sort of international power sharing thing. I mean, that's believable. Yeah, yeah. We mentioned that Ron Watkins, who is a big guy in this, a big guy at the eight Kun message board um, that uh, just after the inauguration, he said, look, it's time to go back to our lives the best we're able. Uh, there's a new president. Everybody calm down. There are a number of movies or shows I can think of uh, where a cult leader realizes he's created something he can't control. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a lot of that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, folks, it ain't so. Um, We've got an ain't. update on the whole GameStop thing. Um. Uh... Seems that a lot of uh, the crowd that really liked Robin Hood have turned on Robin Hood. <laughs> um, so, updates on all that on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And stakeholder Ryan Cohen, who made a $76 million investment in GameStop, which is a struggling mall retailer. He made that investment last year. His stake now worth $3.1 billion. Gains like that are becoming a headache for regulators. The top securities regulator in Massachusetts is calling for a cooling off period, saying, quote, I really think at this point it calls upon the regulators, in this case the New York Stock Exchange, to consider simply suspending it for a month and stop trading it. These small and unsophisticated investors are probably going to get hurt by this. That Yeah, that's what you're doing. You're protecting the small, unsophisticated investors. That's your concern. Was it the small, unsophisticated investors that lost uh, two point something billion in a, in a couple hours on that day? I don't think so. Wow, Not so much. That's hilarious. Oh, we're doing this for your own protection. Only guys who have a private helicopter that takes them to the top of the building here in Wall Street are supposed to take any risk. Not just your average doofus. Wow, that is... Whew. Boy, you want to do a good job of drawing lines culturally over who's rooting for who in this story. Yeah, yeah. You almost wish D.C. and especially the Democrats weren't owned by Wall Street, but what are you going to do? But so are. a lot of people invested in this through, uh, you know, some of your new companies that allow you to invest easily, like Robinhood. Ro- Robinhood is uh, often used as shorthand for kind of the, the new generation of retail traders. They, they pressured all the, the rest of the industry to go to commission-free tradings. Um, and uh, they have actually, the Southern District of New York is filing a class action lawsuit against Robinhood app because they suspended 
um, not the transactions of these specific shares, but specifically the purchasing of them. You could still sell them from your accounts, but you could not buy more of these shares. And a class action, and that happened today. That and happened a class today. action lawsuit has happened like an hour after that. Yes. So this is all moving very quickly. Wow. I mean, like really, really quickly. Um, we've got more of that guy who wants to be governor of California. He's actually talking to these um, unsophisticated uh, investors or talking about these unsophisticated investors and saying that's not exactly the case. I but somebody's going to get hurt. I'm not talking about the billionaire with the big house in the Hamptons. I'm talking about the person I, who thinks this is cool, fun, and an exciting way to spend their time. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not taking away that there's an element of that, but you're really discounting how smart so many of these people are. Okay? And all I would encourage you to do is spend a little time in these forums Go into the Discord server, and you're not going to hear a bunch of bros just sloshing around. You're going to hear a bunch of really, really smart people talking about things in fundamental ways. Imagine that, a member of the media elite with contempt for average Americans or anybody who's not the media elite. That's hilarious. I hope, is there somebody, i got to Google uh, Chamath Palahapataya to figure out if he has any loathsome beliefs or things I'd hate, because so far I love the cut of the guy's jib. Well, he's certainly not a dummy, like a lot of uh, politicians come off as. Oh, by the way, in the whole um, Robin Hood saying, no, you can't do this anymore today, makes for strange bedfellows. AOC hated that. So did Ted Cruz. Yeah, she tweeted out this is unacceptable and talked about this needs to be looked at with her tweet uh, discussing maybe a hearing is in order. And uh, Ted Cruz quote tweeted that was said, totally agree. It's unacceptable for a bunch of Reddit average people to realize the hedge funds are exploiting the hell out of a business for their own profit, and we're going to screw them by their own rules. That's unacceptable, according to AOC and Ted Cruz. I'd like to hear their reasoning. I could be missing something. No, no, no. I think you got a backwards. No, no, no. She's saying the the, the companies that are suspending the tradings, not allowing people to buy this, this is unacceptable and needs to be looked into. I see. Okay, there it is. Ted Cruz said, yeah, totally agree. Well, that's why I was so mystified. You can understand Uh, my confusion. (laughs) You want to hear more of uh, Chamath, what he thinks the solution to this might be? I suppose. If you want to go and address the solution... Fix how risk-taking happens at the institutional level. Fix the precondition. Fix the ability for these stocks to be so massively shorted in the first place. Change the business model of funds so that they're not forced to be these small, net, highly levered funds. Change the leverage ratios. Those are all institutional decisions. But don't all of a sudden look at a short squeeze where money is being made by retail and all of a sudden say, hey, they could and may be the bag holder in the future, so let's make sure that they can never participate in the future. That's crazy. Yeah, agreed. I love this guy. It reminds me of, uh, we had Andrew Ross Sorkin on after um, the, the big financial crash in 08, and he wrote a book called Too Big to Fail, and he was, uh, he was uh, on all the cable news channels for a while. I think he writes for the New York Times, Financial Guy. But anyway, his thing was, um, these these games have been set up forever, and I thought we all learned this in 2008. Well, we did, but nothing happened. Um, the, the, the game is set up with all the investing in that they get to take risk. If they make money, they keep it. If they lose money, it gets dispersed among all of us somehow. I mean, right. like if, if they take a big rest and it crashes, it gets dispersed among all of us. If Private they, profit, socialized loss. You absolutely. remember that expression? Yep, yeah, that's the phrase that I was looking for right there. Well, and I know Sorkin, in his follow-up to that book when the paperback came out, he said, look, I need to let everybody know, nothing has changed. 
They didn't change anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. They didn't change anything about this. All the rules are still set up that way. And that sounds like a little of what we're talking about here. If you, if you, if the big guys are allowed to do this, they're too big to fail and we step in and fix it. But if the little guys start doing this, whoa, 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 we've got to put a halt to this. This is not good. Right. They don't know well enough to, to do their stealing under the cover of darkness like we become experts in. Or to bribe, donate to enough politicians that you know, somebody has your back no matter what happens. Yeah, well, that I is absolutely the, the key. Various people with the condescending, well, these are just regular people. They, we can't have them taking risks. You mean the people taking you to the cleaners the last 48 hours? No, that's what we need to call a stop to this out of concern for them. The little guy might get hurt. The little guy might get hurt. Yeah, wow. At least you just lost $12 billion for your hedge fund. And, and judging, I, I mentioned this to, to Jack off the air, I feel like the Robinhood app is going through an OJ-style fall from grace amongst uh, the, being the darling of the industry to now it is it is villain number one. Yeah, yeah and you become yeah. villain number one in the internet world and things can change quickly. Damn! Well, especially when the yeah, OJ can sympathize. I'm just saying. Yeah. No juice. And a Tiger Woods-like fall from grace for it's uh, like Robin Hood. Robin Hood killed his wife and a waiter. Damn. Damn. Oh, boy. <sighs> this is why it's so frustrating when people get swept up in bizarro QAnon theories or or they you know instead of paying attention to the pure permanent bureaucracy in Washington DC they start start calling it the deep state which is fine i mean that's a good enough term but then they start saying the deep state is sacrificing children in pizza uh, basements and, and and consorting with space aliens or whatever the hell else is is you know in those theories but there are actual problems that we the people can solve if we get our power together, if we get together, we can slay some of the real dragons. Not all of them. The masters of the universe on Wall Street are still going to have the, the, the system rigged to their benefit. That's just hard to change. It's always been a thousand years ago that was hard to change. But there are some things we can solve with if we stick with reality. Admit me, chorus to this history. Who, prologue-like, your humble patients pray. Gently to hear, kindly to judge, the final thoughts of Armstrong and Getty. Here's your host, Joe Getty. That's classy right there. Uh, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. He's our technical director. I gave him a new title today. Michelangelo. Michael? You know, if GameStop got this high, could Sears get higher than Apple and Tesla? Just, <laughs> just saying, you know, you never know. Sears with a comeback. Love it. Positive Sean, our producer, has a final thought. Sean? So one of the uh, the subredditors from the Wall Street uh, Bet subreddit uh, who made a, a lot of this. The last I saw, he turned his 5000 into like $40 million, something like that. His Good plan boy. is if he makes $100 million, he's going to buy the owner of Melvin Capital's $44 million house in Florida and turn it into a GameStop. <laughs> These are the people in charge of the internet or the stock market right now. Beautiful. <laughs> Jack, a final thought for the good folks? We've gotten several texts from people today who are involved in this and m- made on paper a good chunk of money, but have held firm because they they like the punishing the big guys part of it more than the money. I'd have cashed out. <laughs> With all due respect. Sorry. My final thought is my wife is on a lengthy road trip with a friend. And uh, we decided to turn on our location tracking for each other. 
And so I've been tracking her progress, which is kind of fun, especially because, you know, the weather's tough and I'm a little concerned. But I'm starting to feel like the CIA. It's a little got to be a little strange. It is a little strange, and I'm not, uh, you know, I don't think I'm an especially possessive guy or anything, but I'm starting to feel the weird, hey, why'd you turn off that road? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I just, I'd never done it before. I know parents do that with their kids and stuff. We'll talk about this on the podcast, maybe. We're out of time. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thanks so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have the video of the bear chasing the skier down the hill. Who wins? Oh, it's a bloody mess. <laughs> Check it out, armstrongandgetty.com. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. You can get the One More Thing podcast, which we do almost every single day. Uh, the uh, If you missed a segment of the show, download the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. You would have to keep your composure, wouldn't you, as you ski down the hill? You'd better. See you tomorrow. God bless America. There'll be order in the house. Come on! As the athletes would say, we've left it all in the field. And when it's over, it is over. It is over. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Undervisible. That is the climax of foolishness. (laughs) It's just so great. It was a bonehead idea. Yeah, it's just complete, utter nonsense. So let's just dispense with that fundamental, foundationally nonsense. Figure it out! Or get off the podium! Armstrong and Getty.